Hey, this is Jilly Woodhouse on the Osteo Business Podcast, talking all things osteo business. Here's Jilly Woodhouse, an author, speaker, award-winning business coach, and passionate advocate of osteopathy. Today I'm sharing with you a great um, post that was written and shared by one of our Osteobiz team members, Jim Ruddick, who's a second generation osteopath and owner of a multidisciplinary in Oxfordshire. And um, I thought this was really valuable because he's laid this out so clearly um, that I thought I should share it with you too. Um, so this is part one. And in part two, I'm going to talk to Jim further about this because um, I think it's one of the most important things in running a clinic is delegation. And this can be really difficult because, you know, we're as business owners, we're all slightly controlling, probably control freaks. Um, We like things done our way. We like to do it how we like to do it. But we end up running out of time and we end up um, trying to do it all. And therein lies overwhelm and exhaustion and the um, rocky road to burnout. So um, let's talk about delegating tasks. So um, this is what Jim had to say. Fact. You are too valuable to your business to be doing small operational or unskilled day-to-day jobs when you could be seeing patients and charging however much, £100 an hour. Test it. Take a notepad and list everything you do over the next day or week. I'd suggest a week actually because you'd be surprised what does pop up there. Or sit there and write down what you remember all the things you've done. How many of those jobs would you pay someone £50 to do? Well, that's what you're doing. And then some. (laughs) You could, I'm sure, find somebody who would do those tasks for a lot, lot less than your value per hour. Reality check. It can be difficult to delegate, especially when it's something that impacts your business. When faced with a task that I can delegate, says Jim, the following thoughts go through my mind. One, who to? Who can I get to do this job? Answer, who's meant to do it? If I haven't got someone, should I be getting someone in to do it? Extra top tip. As soon as you can afford it, get a receptionist or practice manager they will free your time that's so true two will it be done well enough answer yes probably you need to train someone to do more complex tasks and to show them how you'd like it to be done but 90 percent of tasks will it'll be okay 10 percent maybe below the standards you might set but how can you offset this Will anyone really notice? If so, what can you do about that? Extra top tip. Training and recruitment are key to keeping standards high. Clinic handbooks and job descriptions, anyone? 
and we're hot on clinic handbooks in um, in our Osteobiz Mastermind, actually. Um, Jim and um, our other colleague, Lisa, together created a fantastic template. So it can all be filled in and complete so that um, if you're not there, the answers to all um, the team members' questions uh, should be contained within that document. Much easier to keep um, everything um, running the same throughout the practice then, having standards across um, every member of the team. Um, so that is something we focus on once we've got operations and marketing handled. We then move on to getting that clinic handbook done. Um, it's a bit of a task, not exciting, but very valuable to the clinic afterwards. So Jim's making that point there. Three, it's too important. Answer, in a small number of instances, it will be too important but don't use that as an excuse. 99% of the things that go on in a clinic could be handled by another practitioner or a staff member. So every, every single task on that list you made, question, question it. Could someone else actually do that? Extra top tip. Keep on top of the important tasks and get them done early so they don't build up. Also, tell your staff that's what you're doing so they can see why it's so important to get on with their piece of the puzzle. Four, it has to be done now. Answer, really? I mean, really? Jim puts a couple of question marks there. <laughs> if so, record yourself doing it so you can train someone else how to do it next time. Otherwise, leave it for a few hours until your practice manager or receptionist can deal with it, either with you if they've not done it before or try and do it themselves first. So that is a great top tip there to um, record yourself doing a task so they can see how you like it done and what the elements of it are. Extra top tip, list all the tasks that pop up like this somewhere and you may see a pattern. If so, devise a system or process that makes them less likely to surprise you and need to be done immediately. And he says, let me know and I'll add you to the Osteobiz clinic calendar where I put all my important deadlines. This is for, um, for our team members, but you can see how um, we keep on bringing our clients back and helping them and making them accountable and making things better for them. So number five, it requires a specialist. Answer, yes, there are jobs that only you can do as an osteopath and business owner, but think how many you could encourage your staff to do. A clinic handbook is a good example. It'll first feel like you have to do it all but break it into the parts the other members of your team can do and ask them to help you. And in fact, um, you know, just saying, hey, Bob, I really need your help is a great way to do that, literally. Because people are intrinsically helpful. So sometimes, you know, you just have to actually ask out loud exactly, state exactly what you'd like help with. 
um, and it's likely that people will. Extra top tip when you share the load, remember to show them what you've achieved together, even if it was 90% you. So you can both enjoy the satisfaction of a job well done. Also, there are plenty of people to help who are more specialist than you. Just look around and ask for specialist help if you need it. That's what good communities are for. Good point there. Six, I can't afford to delegate it. Answer, if everyone is that busy, you'll be able to afford more help. If no one is busy, then there'll always be people looking to be useful, right? Extra top tip. Work culture is important in creating a motivated community of practice. Delegation can be a useful insight into this and how motivated your team is. If you can get to know their motivators and reward those who go above and beyond, you'll be able to delegate more and rely on those around you more. Someone told me once, says Jim, there are two types of people when it comes to not doing a task they've been delegated. One, can't do. Two, won't do. The first you can train and work with, but the second is attitudinal, which is more of a challenge and maybe time for a good chat. <laughs> so what questions or obstacles do you usually encounter when you look to delegate something? I'd be interested to know your answer to that too. So in part two, I'll be having a further chat with Jim about this because um, I know it's a huge problem across practices where the, the clinic owner um, feels they have to do everything or just one reason or another end up doing everything and getting exhausted. So, um, you know, get, being able to scale up means you have to delegate as one aspect of that. You have to delegate and get some of that stuff off your desk um, and get someone else to do it either in the team or um, paying someone external to do it. But it's definitely worthwhile. It's certainly been my experience with my own business. Of course, I used to do everything. Um, and then it got to a point where I was bursting at the seams with clients and work. And then all these little little jobs kept on showing up and there'd be little job to begin with and if I didn't get them handled they'd turn into a big job and a headache and someone asking why have you not dealt with this where's my answer to my email or whatever it is um, and so it can become overwhelming with too much stuff to be done so getting a handle on all of this sooner rather than later will give you the mental bandwidth and space to be able to um, continue to grow the practice because, um, you know, there's only one of you. <laughs> you can't spread yourself too thin. Um, so that's it for today. Um, thanks for listening and I'll see you in part two. Thanks for listening to the Osteo Business Podcast. Remember to like, follow and subscribe on all Jilly's channels, which can be found in the show notes. Jilly's back soon with more tips, ideas, and strategies to build your thriving practice.